podcasting in my pajamas this is tiebreaker with ria it's all about capturing journeys sharing knowledge and letting you know that struggles are beautiful because growth comes only through efforts and struggles thank you for spending some time with me today now let's begin the transformation Hello everybody today is an amazing day because i got to interview the most amazing soul you know that's alive because he has shared a story he has shared his life he has shared everything about him with me today and i feel awesome i feel that i just got a different perspective on life to be honest the conversation was amazing it was it was so informational so knowledgeable that i cannot you know i can't wait you guys to listen to it so let's welcome manuel dewitz he's super result driven he's an experienced influential sales leader he's an entrepreneur and most importantly he's a great human being let's welcome manuel dewitz hello ria thank you very much for inviting me yeah you you know when i looked at your linkedin profile back then when i was connecting with you i saw that you have got you're so qualified i mean you are an entrepreneur you're a founder you are a you know a public speaker social media strategist customer engagement lead and so many things but before you have become all of this you have done so much what's your journey you know this is the mm. main question <laughs> Well, um we are, we have time so I can go it's a, it's a long journey. I'm all, I'm already like almost 50 years old. Um so it, it, it it's really 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 a long journey and it started really early in my in, in my life. Um originally I'm I'm from Belgium. Um I was born and raised in, in Brussels, so capital of Europe and um I'm come from a family not I would say like not even middle class uh, kind of lower than middle class with two parents working really hard for one goal it was like for them the goal for them it was to pay us some vacation uh, in Spain uh, so back then now it seems really easy to go to Spain but back then um that was a vacation you know and uh, and all year i remember they were like struggling and saving every every single month a little bit of money to be able to bring my sister and me on vacation because that was the stuff um i'm a french speaker um but i was born i was born in a family with a mother spanish <laughs> and a father from netherlands so and none of them were speaking really well french so I, i had to speak french in school and then i learned other language later on so that was my journey nothing special when i was young nothing yeah i just went to school i was not a really good student uh un- until the end of my study i mean until the two last year of uh, high school uh, i've been really like a, a really average student and then the two last year become good i don't know why maybe the topic were more interesting for me i don't know you know it's happened like this and then yeah i wanted to i mean my parents wanted to me to to have a diploma like university diploma and and i went one year 
and um, I did some, I went, I went to something that was really passionate me, what history and stuff. I did science, politics, politics science. And one year at university in Brussels, and I really didn't like, not the, not the, the topics, not the lessons, I really enjoy it, but the atmosphere, uh, the, the ambience, the people thinking that because they are in university, they will be the king of the world and stuff like that. And I didn't like this. So I dropped after one year. I succeeded my first year and then I dropped because I didn't, I didn't feel like in my environment. It was really not really nice. Then, then I worked one year um, in a small delivery um, food, uh, Chinese food delivery stuff. I worked there and then I went on vacation in Tokyo. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and in a disco, I met this promoter of a big event company in Tokyo, and um, I met him, and then we were talking, and then and then at one moment, out of the blue, like this, he said, "Oh, I need someone like you who speaks several languages, who's like looking serious." We were at three o'clock in the morning in the disco, you know. <laughs> it was, a, and then I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," you know, blah blah blah, blah you know. <laughs> and then he gave me his card and then he said, okay, this is what you can earn. It's really fast. Think about it. And then whenever you're ready, you come back and you work. I didn't pay attention really much. But in the morning, when I arrived to the hotel, I look at the card and then I see that the amount I could win was like four times my salary in Belgium. That was the golden wow. year in Tokyo. So I just went back come back from vacation and I say to my parents, I'm leaving. And they were like, you're leaving where? I go back, to, I have a job in Tokyo and I'm going back there. So they were really mad, <laughs> but I left, I went. And, um, and then I worked two years in an in amazing uh, event, uh, event environment uh, because they were like uh, organizing concerts, preview and and I met some in extraordinary people. I met almost all the stars back then. Like I went to eat with uh, Robert De Niro. Wow. And, uh, party with Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff like that, you know, Ooh. with all the top models also, I knew it. And uh, that was really nice because we were organizing the concert. We were organizing the, the catwalk. We were organizing the preview of a movie. So I was all the time in contact with stars and we were, but it was really hard work because it was like 24, I mean, it was like 16 hours a day. And then the rest of the time we were like partying because we had to party. So people say, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, one moment it's difficult. And it was like seven days a week. Also, oh. um, in this environment, you don't sleep, you don't, you, I mean, you just work. And for me, at one moment, what was really difficult, um, difficult is that the money was great. I mean, the environment was great, but people forget that even if I look and make everything that was working and people enjoying around me, I was working. And all the time thinking about this has to be done. This is uh, and uh, every time look at the party, be nice with everybody, and jump jump on on this. But I actually I was working when everybody was partying because I make everything correct. And you I took your not, job damn seriously. <laughs> yeah. So after two years, I say, well, you know, I'm a normal guy. I don't drink alcohol. 
I don't, I don't, I was seeing people doing drugs and bad stuff. And I'm like, that's not me. You know, I want a normal life. I want a wife. I want, you know, I don't want to jump for girls from, from, from time. And uh, I want a normal life. I want to, so I decided to quit. And the boss, they, they, they said, but why are you quit? Is it a question of money? I mean, you were perfect. You, you were great. I said, I say, just, it's not me. You know, it's not my personality. Uh, I enjoy what I'm doing, but I don't see myself doing this all the time. And they were like, okay, we understand. But we want you to know that anytime you want to come back, you just call and you have the job again. I said, that's cool. Everybody say that. But actually, yes, I came back in, the, in Belgium uh, to go back to my parents. Uh, I was full of money, like in the movie, you know, a suitcase full of money. Uh, in money. Mm. Um, but I, the, 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 my concern was like, okay, I need to go back to my parents because, you know, and I need to. So they accept me, not with the smile. <laughs> But uh, the next day, 10 o'clock in the morning, my mom woke me up and said, here is your, I asked your sister to make your resume. You're not going to lay down here all the time. Go find a job, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. And so I went to find a job and I find directly a job. Uh, and then I worked like this. And then, and then I, I got lucky because there was some test for salespeople. I was not a salespeople at all. <laughs> really not. And it was uh, for this automotive uh, company and it was a test and then I didn't want to go to those tests uh, because it was to be a sales person at the motor show and I didn't want to but the company the, the, the agency they were saying please Manuel go there we need to send 20 candidates go there if they don't take you don't worry we will find another job and I said okay I'll do it for you but you find me another job <laughs> and I went but I passed the interview <laughs> and they took me <laughs> they took me, and at the motor show, I finished first salesperson uh, from the juniors, uh, and sometimes, and I sell more more cars than even like people who were doing that every day, you know. Wow. Wow. So at at the end of the motor show, people were, I mean, I had the director uh, of the brand in Belgium coming to me and say, "Well, you did good," and I say, "Yeah, I had fun." And he said, no, you sound good. I said, yeah, it was fun, you know, just like this. And then they said, what do you think about staying in the automotive? We can hire you for real. And I said, yeah, that was fun to discuss with people. No, we, want, we don't want you to discuss with people. We want you to continue to sell. I said, that's what I do. I'm discussing. I, I'm talking with people. I said, okay, whatsoever. You want to jump or you don't want to jump? <laughs> And uh, yeah, I was kind of naive. <laughs> and I say, yeah, cool. And they say, well, but we have a special job for you. And I say, a special job? Yeah, you're not going to be in the showroom. I say, so how am I supposed to sell to people, <laughs> you know? Well, we are building, um, and we are back in 1997, you know? It's really long time ago. I mean, we didn't have a computer at that time. I, I was born that year. <laughs> Internet. Email, mobile phone didn't really exist back then. Um, so yeah, they say we we're building a, a, a group of uh, star sales guys or girls that were going to be trained to all the new techniques that we believe is going to be like new future. And uh, you're going to be specialized in B two B sales. 
I'm like, okay, what does that mean? I mean, that means that we're going to pay you to trade <laughs> for a while. And then we expect a return on investment <laughs> from you. Whoa. And then yeah, I've been trained to B2B techniques and sales and social media almost before everybody. I mean, as a matter of fact, some, some of the author sales books right now were my coach back then. Uh, so, yes. And it was really hard for me uh, at that moment because at that moment, people did not really understand that I'm a super introvert and super shy person and that I'm not a shark. Uh, I was not the kind of guy who said, you need to buy now. You know, I was more like, building relationship, taking time, made the people interested, and then people were buying from me because they feel comfortable. And, um, and they trust me. Uh, so, yeah, I had many clash with, uh, with trainers. And then one day, one, one of the trainers came to me and said, you know, Manuel, we had many clash. And many times we almost, like, kick you out. But to be really honest, I believe you are the, the future of salesperson. Someone who can listen more than talk, someone who's like not putting himself in front, but making the people they talk with feel comfortable and feel important. And I That's say, well, compliment. yeah, I say, well, coming from you who just like hit my head all the time, they can take it and say, I think now you have finished. Uh, we finished the, 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 and it's time for you to, to really apply all this. Do you feel confident? And I say, yeah, I feel confident. And then I stay 18 years in this company. Whoa. 18 years. My yes, God. I, uh, it's, it's unbelievable now. So I say, I stay 18 years and I've been really a star. Uh, let's say really a star. I mean, for example, in Belgium. I had almost every brand coming to me every month asking me to change. Uh, to, to, to come work for them and you know I was feeling good so I didn't change for 18 years there is no reason to change if you earn good money if you have a nice colleague if the company brings you uh, a nice environment and yeah I had so many wins I mean that was the golden age also for the automobile industry automotive industry uh, I was winning some challenge and incentive, and but they brought me to Mauritius on vacation to everywhere in the world, and I was like all the time winning new computers for a new TV. So it was kind of nice, and I had a, a nice life. Then, then I had a really bad situation. And um, uh, before we get into that. Yeah. You, you know, you said that the, the main reason you were winning the sales because you did not try to sell the product. You tried to build a relationship with the person. Yes. So, yes. I mean, from there, I think I got something. I get it. But due to my personality, a shy person, introvert who had to go out there. And um, due to this personality, I, I think... Before all this, before now, what, what it sales now, let's say sales 2.0, I understood that if, if on a purely point of te sales techniques, I was not good. I was not good because it was not inside of me. Uh, what, what, I was, what I understood is that I need, to, I, need, I need to listen to the people and discover where 
are they paying, you know? It, you cannot sell anything to anybody. Nobody is going to buy it, you know? Exactly. And, yeah, and then I really understood. Now it seems so obvious and still so, so few salespeople do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I was like talking, discovering, making feel comfortable to people. And then it was naturally coming that at one moment they say, okay, we're going to buy the car. And I remember the, sometimes I was like, in my head, I was like, really? But I didn't even ask you to buy, you know? And they were like, yeah, we're going to buy. We feel comfortable. That's the, you advise really well. And then, and then I say, so should I take the order? Yeah, yeah, let's go. I mean, and what color? I said, yeah, I mean, what do you think? They were asking me, what do you think about the color? And then, <laughs> and so was done. So it was wow. like, really, I, I, I think I, I got, due to my personality, I mean, I got, and I got before a lot of people, this, this way of selling by building relationship and building uh, this, um, this attraction without trying to sell. And right now, when I coach salespeople, I say, well, one thing you have to do, forget everything we have to say. Uh, people tell them, you read and say, stop to sell. You want to sell, stop to sell. And um, yeah, it works. <laughs> this <laughs> so is I the continue. greatest point for all the salespersons out there or for all the people who are trying to get into sales that if you want to sell something, do not sell. Like do that not. is like superb important. Wow. And did you ever... Yes. Yeah, go. <laughs> Did you ever had a situation where you said the customer that this is not the right product for you or this is not something that is right for you? Many times. Wow. Many times. I mean, when I was seeing my colleagues selling and selling, doesn't matter. People, people had, had no money. They were selling to them, you know. I'm going to make a credit. And they were like, you could be sure that those people were in trouble a few months after because they could not pay this. And when I see two parents with no money and two kids and buying a car they cannot afford, I mean, for me, it was like sad. For my colleagues, they were like, I make another sale. For me, it was sad. So I always refused to sell to some, someone where I know it was getting in trouble. Or I always refused to sell to someone that I didn't feel fine. So I, I, I have this ethic on me right now, for example, coaching, I don't service to a company that I don't think align or I don't think that, I don't feel that they are aligned with my philosophy. For what? I'm going to take their money and they're going to, two months after, they're not going to do anything that I'm coaching, coaching them or mentoring them. I do that because I want to have an impact. If I feel I can have an impact, then I don't take the money. It's it's me. It's stupid. You can call it stupid, but I always refuse it to sell something that it's stupid, but it brought me so much business because people were referring me because people were saying, Hey, you can go to this guy because he's honest. He's not going to try to sell you something if, if, um, if it's not good for you. So incredible. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, 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 this is definitely not stupid. <laughs> this is definitely not stupid. Getting a tag of an honest person, getting a tag of reliability is like the most important in the business. And you have got that, you have earned that. So 
you are de- that is like awesome it's mind blowing and this is something i'm going to highlight it awesome never sell anything to person just describe what it is and you know it's like a decision try to nurture it awesome 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 and, and <sighs> actually I, i learned that um we we make a lot of uh, think about sales and stuff like that right now i see many things and and yeah um but you know what they teach me back then and we 97 nothing new <laughs> they say you know we can say anything about anything about sales it's straight there is four step you do lead generation you show up you follow up and you ask for the close and usually when you do lead generation correctly you show up correctly and you do follow up correctly the close come natural and uh, and and people feel really Uh, really often people fail in those four steps they don't do correctly lead generation they they just pray uh, spray and and pray that someone answer they don't show up correctly i mean they just like hey you want to buy my my stuff they don't they never follow up it's amazing the, ma- the m- number of sales people who never follow up and then even if you do those three there is a lot of sales people they are scared to ask Dear customer, know that we have stock and we established this relation. Are you going to buy? And people don't realize that if you don't ask this, you don't know why they don't buy. But if you ask, you will receive the answer. No, I cannot buy because it's too expensive. No, no. Okay, and then you can work on this because you have the real reason or even a fake reason. But you always. But if you don't ask, are you going to buy? After the as a last step then yeah i mean you did you did everything before for nothing you know this is the most so, simple funnel that people don't understand you know this yeah. is like <laughs> try to complicate stuff but yes. it's, it's big. you know if you, uh, uh, when i'm on stage speaking about sales and and the process and whatever the whatever the um, the channel you're using because it apply to everything direct sales He apply in a shop. He apply on social media. It's the same process. But I say, look, it's a natural process, at least for men, because if you compare this process to trying to date a girl, it's the same process. You do lead generation. You well, fancy what two girls you like. You know, <laughs> you don't. You don't. You're not going to ask to 24 girls in your in your school to date to be your date. Then. You, <laughs> show up to the girl you you you, you mention that you like her you know you need to mention her in a one way then the girl is not going to say yes i want you you know the girl you need you will need to do some follow up you know exactly. you need to be creative and follow up you call her you make a friend you know multi touch follow up you know and then a one moment when she accept to go to a coffee or cinema so i mean if you never try to kiss her <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to kiss you you know great so, metaphor <laughs> same process that trying to date a girl exactly the same so it's natural well said well said awesome <laughs> awesome <laughs> so simple <laughs> and do you think chasing helps in sale if a person is not interested keep chasing the person will that help or it's just waste of time it, it follow up is really important that's where 80% of the sales are done i mean from my experience now i can say i have a huge experience more than 25 years 
um, with success, um, it's really important. And I know, even for me, it's sometimes boring to do follow-up. But when you see follow-up, like just not asking, um, do you want to buy? 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 Do you see my offer? Do you want to buy my offer? When you do follow-up differently, and now it's amazing, you can do follow-up with multiple. You can do use social media. You can text. You can call. You can and you don't even like. I have an example. I mean, I got a contract one day. Um, I was doing multiple follow-up uh, social media. The guy disappeared. And then one day I say, okay, I'm calling in his office um, and I'm not calling him. I want to speak with a secretary. So at the receptionist, I just say, I want to speak with the secretary of Trump, you know? And they pass me through because they will never give me, they will never give me John, the receptionist, because there is a barrier. But the secretary, they gave me. And I spoke to say, hey, Manuel, I had the discussion with John. And I could feel directly, no, John is not there. I said, I, I know he's probably busy. I don't want to speak with him. Um, I wanted to speak with you because I sent him an offer a long time ago. And I did several follow-up. And, uh, yeah, I don't want to be this salesperson bothering me. You understand? So, yeah, and she like, yes, I understand. I had them all the time wanted to speak to John. And so I said, and, and, and what, by the way, what is your name? Oh, my name is Katrina. Oh, Katrina, nice to meet you. Um, then I explained to you, I mean, could you just do me a favor? Just if you can, when you see John, if you can say, hey, we have Manuel. You met him at this point, and then he sent you several, uh, several emails. Could you just answer him, good or not? And like this, we are done. You know what? She did it. And the next day, John sent me an email, say, hey, Manuel, thank you very much. Uh, I'm sorry I had a problem with e e Asian. Uh, can we meet next week? You know, because your offer is interesting. So all the emails to him didn't work. All my messaging to him didn't work. Everything didn't work. And we speak about, I calculate, we speak about like 27 uh, follow-ups like this wow. but the call the call to Katrina who is the secretary and being nice with her and just ask her a favor if she could mention me that I call and that uh, not asking her can you please get through like every salesperson did. but making her feel important the first thing she did next day when she met me, said, hey, there is this guy, Manuel. You met him at this point. He sent you a bunch of email. You never replied. It's okay to say to him, but he was nice with me on the phone. Can you, can you, can you just reply to him? So the guy came back. And I see during the day, the next day, I see, oh, John opened this email. I see tracking my email. John opened this email. John opened my second email. John opened <laughs> like this. Wow. Email opening, and uh, and then I knew that at one moment I was there. And if he didn't, I had another another trick to get back in touch with him. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome! He did. I met him, and he said, "You're the only salesperson who, where I must admit, your your follow-up were not like pushing." Um, and I'm sorry because I was kind of. Uh, not polite to reply to those follow-up, but I was really busy with the company in Asia, was failing down and stuff like that. But um, really, really, um, the way you speak with Katrina was really important for me as a secretary, um, was, really, uh, was really nice. 
So that's why I accept. Uh, I wanted to meet you again, and then, and we closed the deal. Wow, you closed the deal. Awesome. You know, mm-hmm. so many forget during this journey of getting a client that uh, the people below them, the 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 people who are not the decision makers, they don't respect the salespeople. Don't respect. No the decision makers you know the the people who are not the decision makers mm. and that is wrong and you have encouraged you were so polite with katrina the secretary no. and that's how you got the deal makes sense and, and honestly again this is part of my personality uh, because I, i must be honest uh, trainers in, in sales trainers for the i mean even now they don't teach they say yeah you have to pay attention but they don't teach sales people how to handle those person and how to be open and like for me i mean if i meet people at conference and for that doesn't matter if you ceo of a company or junior salesperson i will treat everybody the same but imagine the impact that i left to anybody the junior he can go to the this junior if i pay attention to him even if i'm the speaker you know on stage and then after that I have people say sorry i want to do something like you don't deserve i'm here for you you know otherwise i don't come on on this on stage you know just to to promote myself no it's a, i mean i'm there for for you and they say yeah but i'm just starting in sales so so i mean if i can help you just ask me but you know this junior maybe she will go back to her ceo and say hey i went to the conference you sent me to this conference there was this speaker and after that he, he spoke with me i believe that with this training I could be better. Well, what is the CEO is going to say? Okay, can you give me maybe maybe the CEO maybe is going to say I don't care just be better like this or a smart CEO say, well, if this guy on stage and after had an impact on a salesperson like this, maybe I should contact because maybe he can bring uh, this salesperson to another level. And I got contract like this. I'm not trying to sell again. Wow. Just being nice and open to everybody and talk to everybody and treat everybody the same. But again, it's my personality because I come from from nothing, you know. So it's all that. And just so that people don't forget, you are a dropout. You don't have any sales degree or any sales graduation. Just the right training, and you are yes, yes. <laughs> I must admit, um, because my mom really wanted me to have a diploma. Uh, super. So when I work uh, for this uh, automotive industry uh, company, when I work for them, um, I decide to do uh, nighttime uh, courses for four years to get a diploma in marketing and management. Only for my man, <laughs> only because I didn't need it. And oh. actually, no, nobody never asked me my diploma. I don't even know where it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> and I did it, and like it was like from, I was working until uh, 5:30, and then take the car, drive 40 minutes. I always arrive late at the course, but I won the teacher, and uh, then five, four days a week, um, from six to to 10, I was uh, doing my my uh, degrees. Just to uh, fulfill your please mom's my, dream, please your yes. mom. Wow, yes. and that never helped you. So guys degree is not important. <laughs> for my diploma. Awesome. As a matter of fact everybody don't care. I, don't misunderstand me. A diploma it's really open but has a, a did the opposite way, you know? 
um, I started and I show what I could do without the diploma, then after that, your diploma, it's useless. When you start, I mean, it's, it's your capacity of work and bringing results whenever you do a job that will be more important than your diploma for certain categories. Of certain course. categories, of course. Makes sense. Okay, now fast forward 18 years. What made you leave the job and what was that kind of a journey? The most... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was already a long journey. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, at one moment, um, yeah, I had a problem. It's a private problem, uh, to be really honest, it's a divorce. Um, and uh, a divorce with two, two little girls, I mean, my ex-wife and two little girls. And, um, and yes, I lost everything. <laughs> In this divorce, I lost everything. And yeah, I should be sad, but you will understand why I'm not that sad uh, later on. Um, uh, really, it was two, two years completely crazy uh, with, uh, with really done, 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 going down. Going and at professionally also, or from a star, I mean, star, uh, from a, a really good worker, a really good salesperson, I become really a, a loser. Uh, really a loser and, and not bringing any results. And yeah, I mean, if private side doesn't work, you cannot be good on, at work. It's, it's purely mental. Uh, you, you see everything, start to see everything in dark. How do you want to convince people to buy from you if you see the stuff dark? Uh, it's, it's, it, it was really like a, the, the worst moment in my life. And, uh, and it, it was keeping going down, down, down. The divorce cost me a, a, a huge amount of money. I was like getting debts and really like incredible uh, going down. Um, I was not seeing any, any future anymore. Um, I was not seeing me in life anymore. Uh, I was... I was sleeping in my car, which was not my even car. It was my company car. And taking shower every morning at the garage before everybody comes, you know, at the office before everybody comes. Because when you arrive to those kind of situations, you don't want anybody to, you are ashamed to ask help, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, and there is this story. I mean, it's not a story that's really happened. And, uh, and, and I was really... I, I feel confident to, to speak about it, but uh, it's, it's not nice. Um, there was this moment, uh, one moment where I didn't see really any, any possibility to go out, really. Uh, and I was really ready to, to, take, to take my head, to, my, to take my life out. So yeah, one day I decided to do it. I decided to jump from a bridge and finish it because I lost my two girls. I lost everything. I was covered by debt, incredible. And, um, and yeah, I was feeling alone. Everything, yeah, I, was, I, I lost even my new girlfriend left me because I was not a man anymore. Um, and I remember I was on the bridge ready to jump and my phone rings and it was my friend. My, my best friend. And um, my best friend, he didn't know what, what I was going to do. And he said, hey, Manuel, how are you? Um, it's been a long time. I know it's complicated for you. And uh, 
uh, why don't you come to uh, why, why don't you come home and uh, eat with us and uh, it would be and I and I told him you know what it's not a good moment um you know whatever happened thank you very much for everything and uh, yeah don't worry everything will be fine and you know those kind of stupid stuff you can say at that moment and he, he insists he said no you know um, I'm here with wife and, and children. Come home and uh, let's let's discuss. And uh, and then at one moment, my brain just say, okay. Anyway, I can jump tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I can jump tomorrow. So I I just hang up, just went back to the car, and I went to his home. And um, and and the, because I had the courage to be on that bridge and and ready to jump, really. Um, it gave me the courage to explain completely the situation to, to those people who love me. And I realized at that moment that people really love me, you know? And, um, and of course, they could not physically, I mean, they could not give me money to help me, but they say, well, I mean, they were crying when I explained that, where I was not crying at all. I was completely like, and they were crying, they said, but... No, 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 I mean, I'll come and say, so they decided me, to, I had to stay with them for the week. And they, they were watching me 24 hours a day almost. Oh and uh, he, he brought me with him at his work and uh, he brought me to play golf. Uh, he teach me how to play golf. And, and then there were like uh, other friends, two other friends, one said, okay, Manuel, I mean, I didn't know you were sleeping in, in your car. I mean, just, he called my best friend in, and he said, do you know the situation? And one say, okay, I mean, I didn't know you were sleeping in your car, so come come to my home. You can stay in my, in my living room. We have a sofa, you can sleep there. At least you don't pay anything. You, you can. And then, um, and then uh, another one was more handling the hard problem with my girlfriend who left me. And he said, I understand it's really hard, but you're not a man. You cannot, you cannot seduce her anymore. So you need to be back a man to seduce a girl. Uh, so he said, okay, you don't have to call her. You don't have to text her. And if you feel like texting her, just text me. You know, I will react like her. So awesome. <laughs> and those three guys, I mean, for more than six months, they have been like, pushing me to the top again. Um, and then, yeah, uh, I mean, that's the worst part of my life. But with that, I understood that people were, were good, you know. They will help you if you ask for help. And, um, and little by little, I start to be again, 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 good. Uh, and, um, but uh, I could not go back. I was not still good on mentally. So I, I wanted to find a, a way to protect my, the company I was working for. And I wanted to protect the, um, uh, and I want to protect myself. So in Belgium, we had the opportunity to take, after a long career, we had the opportunity to take two years break. And uh, we, we have a good social security. Wow. <laughs> in, 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 um, and being paid. And um, at that moment, so I decided to protect the company. I decided to take it, uh, to take two years like this. You know, the company didn't see me like a loser and fire me. And uh, I was feeling confident not taking the money of the company, not perform like I used to perform. 
And I took this and then I decided to, to conquer my girlfriend. Uh, but my girlfriend went back to Ukraine. So, <laughs> uh, so I decided, and then little by little, we start to communicate again. And then at one moment I say, what it will take, uh, you know, typically a salesperson, what it will take to be back with you. And say, we can be back together, but I'm not going to accept a long time, a long distance relationship. So, and I'm not coming back to Europe anymore. Um, so you can come here. East Ukraine when there was the war. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, think twice, I just like say, okay, let's go. And um, yeah, I put everything, I took like one suitcase and I went. And uh, and yeah, after a while over there, I had, to, I had to, I didn't feel comfortable staying home without doing anything. <laughs> so, so I just went, I say, I need to find a job. The only possibility with English was to work in IT as a salesperson. So I sent resume and then I had some interview and everybody was saying, no, you cannot sell. I said, what the fuck, you know, I'm, I have such an experience. I was one of the best B2B salesperson in Europe uh, for automotive industry. And you telling me that I cannot sell? And they were like, yeah, yeah, but IT is really special. I said, what is special? It's the same process. You, you do lead generation, you show up, you follow up, and you go for the clothes. That's it. What is, what is complicated? No, no, it's really special. And you don't know technically anything. You're not a technical guy. I said, well, what? I mean, I, I didn't know a car works, you know. I still don't know how the engine works and stuff like that. didn't stop me to sell car, you know. It's the same. <gasps> and then they say, okay. Uh, then I could not, and then I said, okay, let's use the whole technique. So I went, I didn't send the resume. I went to, to knock at the doors of the company <laughs> and say, okay, hey guys, I'm here. I'm a foreigner. Uh, I don't speak Russian, and, but I'm a good salesperson and I'm ready to sell for you. And, um, <laughs> and one company, it was a really small company. I remember I the door. They were like, oh. and then the CEO wanted to, to talk with me, but he didn't speak English. So it was the most funny interview of my life because he was speaking to the project manager. The project manager was translating. I was speaking to the project manager. The project manager was translating. <laughs> I was like, but I want to say, you know what? I feel that uh, you can sell and I want to hire you, but I cannot pay you. And I'm like, okay, you cannot pay me. That means that uh, it's just a problem of the amount of you have no money to pay me. They say, man, how much you were earning in Europe? I say, between six and eight thousand a month. And then he just like almost fell from the the stairs, uh, from its stairs. And and then then he said, yeah, definitely, I I cannot pay you. And I said, okay, but tell me a number, you know, I want to work. And I say, oh, no. I say, tell, just tell me, you know, you say $250. And I say, I take it. I say, what? I say, imagine the gap, $8,250. <laughs> and I say, yeah, but you pay me commission. He said, man, if you sell, I'll pay you 10% commission on each deal. I mean, oh, yeah. And then yeah, I say, okay, let's take it. He said, are you serious? I say, yeah, yeah, I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> then I'll be there. To, I was there tomorrow at 8 o'clock in the morning. And um, I stay in front of the door closed until 11 because they were starting at 11. And um, 
And I say, man, I'm here from eight o'clock. Uh, if you want to do productive sales job and uh, in Europe or in America, I need to start at eight o'clock. And I say, okay. Uh, I say, just give me the key. You know, I'll be there at the office. Hey, give me the key. And I was there was, every day. I was seeing people arrive at eleven, and me, I was already working. You know, so <laughs> they were like. Three months after, he came back to me and said, I feel ashamed. I said, why do you feel ashamed? I mean, what is this? I said, I feel ashamed because nobody understands how you bring project, but you bring so big project that us, as a small company, we cannot do it, you know? So I cannot, we cannot sell. You cannot sell, not because you don't find the project. We cannot sell because we are not able to do the project you do. So I said, yeah, that's a little bit... A problem. I said, look, I'm going to introduce you to my friend who had bigger company and, and let's see, because you are really a good worker. And, and then he introduced me to others. So at one moment I was working for seven companies uh, with really like different direction and bringing project to them. And then uh, one local event asked me to, to, to do a speech. And usually they get like 10 people to the speech, <laughs> to this event, sales, local sales events, IT sales events. But yeah, at that event, they, they gathered almost 100 person. <laughs> wow. Everybody, 100. everybody wanted to listen to, to the sale, the crazy European guy coming to Ukraine. So, so yeah, and um, so I spoke. I, I never spoke before in, in public. I mean, really in an audience. I spoke and I did it really like natural way, not trying to impress, I just explained. And then after my speech, I had a line of CEO just waiting to give my car, their card and invite me to have a coffee with them and so like that. So the next few days, I mean, I was like at five, six meetings with CEO. Um, and then they were saying all the time, they were proposing like good, good money. Uh, until one guy say, well, I don't want you, I don't want you hard, but I have seven salesperson and I, want, I would like you to coach them on your technique. I'm like, okay, uh, yeah, I can do that. And then another one say, yeah, I would like you to teach my recruiter or to communicate correctly. I say, you know, I'm more in sales. They say, yeah, but the way you communicate, it's amazing. I want my recruiter to get the candidate like this. And then another one, oh, you're for project manager. And then I was like, what the hell, you know? I understood that the main, the key was not the sales technique, that was the communication, the way you do it. And, um, and uh, yeah, then finally, and then at other conference, and, and I had one big conference asking me, one of the largest conference uh, in East Europe, asking me uh, to come speak in the sales and marketing stream. And I say, yeah, no problem, I go. <laughs> and I made my presentation. Yeah, I'm not a designer, so it was all my presentation was really shitty, uh, like basic PowerPoint. Uh, but people didn't care. People they were attracting me by me, I realized that after. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, they didn't mention that uh, the, the speech were in a huge cinema. Huge. And when I entered 10 minutes before, of 15 minutes, the, the cinema was already full with people sitting on the stairs waiting wow. for my And I had a panic, at, uh, I mean, crisis. Panic. 
But I fell down and I remember people were with my hair like, like this. Oh, for real? Oh, my friend, I said, yeah. well, oh, I cannot do it. God. I mean, speaking in front of a small audience, okay, but here it's like, I don't know, 300 people, you know, and they're all already there 10 minutes before. And, and I was like, no, I cannot do it. And, and my friend, just like the same friend, I said, well, Manuel, there is a reason why you are there. And I say, yeah, they invite me. So if they invite you, that means you have something to say. So just go there and don't worry, just do it. Because, okay, let's do it. And if you find the, the video of the conference, you can feel the, during the two, three minutes that I'm speaking like, uh, blah, 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 <laughs> really not confident. And then, I don't know why, there was, I put this video in my presentation and after the two minutes 16 of the video, it was a standing ovation. Because the video, not because me. So people were clapping and standing because the video. And it gave me the confidence. And then it went really loud. And then after that, I have photos, people, after people, people surrounding me to be able to speak with me. It's impressive those, those photos someone took with all the people gathering around me. And, uh, and many people ask me, so yeah, I had to become an entrepreneur by force. <laughs> I didn't want, but because everybody was asking me to, to be coaching and stuff, I had to make some invoice and stuff. So yeah, I had to be, uh, to open a company, <laughs> to open my own company for this. I never wanted to do this. Uh, I never, I was feeling correctly. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I don't have this. Still, right now, uh, having my own company is like a stone on my shoulder. And, uh, and mostly I do it because, um, because it gives me also opportunity to give jobs to people who might not have opportunity to have jobs. So that's my responsibility as an entrepreneur. Not especially for me, but uh, I like the team. Uh, I have to, to hire team. And I, have a, and I have a funny story about this also. At one moment, I have 20, 15 persons working for me in an office in Kharkiv. And, um, and I decide that, yeah, my wife got headhunted by a Luxembourg company. So she decided to move back to here. So, so we move in, and I could not handle like 15 persons in distance. So I say to each of them, okay, uh, your contract is going to end, which was really hard for me to me, but um, I don't want you to lose a job. So I went to all my network of CEO, uh, asked if they could hire some people from my company and, uh, and every single person got a new job because I asked a job uh, uh, to my network for hiring my people. Uh, so wow. I find a job for every single person. <laughs> you know? But that, that was my responsibility as a boss uh, <laughs> who could not handle this. It was not their fault. That Anul, I'll tell you something. Me. I'll tell you something. People don't give a shit, you know? If yeah, you see no. today's people, they're like, okay, just because my business is not working, I'm going to end everything. And they don't care about what's happening, you know, what will happen yeah. to their employees. Like the best example is this lockdown in India, in the mm-hmm. great world. People have fired so many people and they, they do not care about what's happening. You, I 
Yeah. I couldn't do it because it, I was, it was purely selfish for me to, to, to stop. Business was going, do, going well. Uh, it was just that I was moving to Luxembourg and then, yeah, I, I didn't feel like, uh, like doing this. I mean, 15 person, it's a lot of responsibility, a lot of stuff. So it was not a question that the business was going down. It was a question that it was selfish for my part that I didn't want to do it. I'm not an entrepreneur at all. I don't, I just like, not a, I don't like it. I, I always say, you know what, in the company to my employee, I say, I'm your slave, you know. You should use me uh, because I'm your slave. I mean, I'm the slave of the company, you know. I mean, I'm like doing the, the, the stuff for you to be successful, not for me, you know. Um, so, yeah, that was my wow. Oh, I know people. But I did, and I feel good about this. So, it is awesome. I mean, you know, I'll tell you something. You are an amazing person. Trust me. The things you have done. I mean, it's mind blowing. Me as an entrepreneur, like I started, I have two years, I have a small team. But now I think differently. I'm like, oh, I'm not supposed to leave my people. You know, even if I'm leaving, I need to make sure that there's something planned for them already. Wow, that's terrifying. It's Again, it's, it's part of my personality. Uh, not a lot of people understand the way I, I work. But um, again, I think all this comes from the fact that I'm a super introvert person. <laughs> um, nobody believes me, but uh, yeah, I am. I mean, you can leave me one week uh, in a small room with a computer and not speaking to anybody, and I feel the most happy man in the world, you know? Uh, and in... in, in, and in and on the opposite side, I can go on stage with always this fear before I enter the stage uh, and want people in front of me and perform and touch every single person uh, in, the, in the audience, you know? I can move those people. But once I get out of the, of the stage, I'm always come back and say, I was a shitty guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then people come to me and when they say it was great I'm always like oh really <laughs> like you know this this guy attitude and, and it's not a game it's it just me you know I, I cannot force myself to be someone that I'm not you know and the, the, the funny part of this is that people feel it and feel that I'm real that makes them love me and like me even more because they realize that it's not a game, it's not a play, it's not, it's not an actor. It, it, it's him, you know? <laughs> it's him. So when you can relate to someone and feel this person is so true that is, you can feel he's not playing a game, he's like that, then people like you. People really like you. People feel like you are friends and uh, people feel like they can ask you something and people feel that they want to help you if you ask them you know, it's a natural connection. I, I respect you so much. Trust me. <laughs> I am in love with your personality. Trust me. Like, oh. Now I've got a few questions and um, yeah. I might have to kind of take you back at the phase where you don't really want to talk a lot about. But mm. when you were standing on that bridge and when you got a mm -hmm. phone call, I mean, let's say we are seeing so many uh, suicide cases today and you were lucky to have got that friend you know but first first before we get there 
you know how do you want to describe your friend like three powerful words for your friend because you, you this is like your you know it's like your second life to be honest mm-hmm. you were you yeah. were about to give up you were just going to just 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 i mean this would not have happened mm-hmm. you would, i would not have met a person like you yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah so you know that one something about your friend or something about people you know never giving up on people or never giving up on the situation something something you know to people who are in depression at the moment or who have the suicidal thoughts in their head what do you want to say to them uh it's easy to always say don't worry i mean get be strong and um everything will be fine um but to be honest is a lie when you say that because not everything was fine uh because i didn't jump from the bridge uh problem was still there and i had to end all those problems um so it is very complicated it is very i, I realize i'm super lucky uh super lucky not only because my friend but super lucky because um because i i just didn't jump you know um and even if you don't jump nobody can promise you it's going to be better it's 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 so complicated it's it's so personal uh it will be easy for me to say yeah you know every problem have a, situ- a solution but how can you say that i mean there is millions of different problem and and i'm sure there are there the, there is some people who have much bigger problem than i had you know um i i think it's it, it, again it's a question of personality and character and some people are going to be weak and they're going to do it and it's sad um some people don't have the chance to be surrendered uh by by other strong people who can take you off of this this uh feeling if i have to 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 give three three um words for my friend it's um available um a great listener and and someone with love for 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 the other really um more than a friend is someone that and still today i can feel he loved me you know he loved me as a person and that's also something that he loves the people you know and um if i have really to describe it's this is really available he was all, all the time believe me for more than one year i mean he had to to listen to my complaint for one hour every day so he was available um he was listening and um he was loving yeah this is a true example of you know you are not a posh or popular person if you have got 100 friends you need just one that one friend that can be with you at your worst accept you at your worst and kind of help you to get you out of that worst situation and mm-hmm. emmanuel you are the luckiest person on this earth to have that kind of a friend like uh, 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 big uh, yeah. respect for him big respect for and, him 
those three person they can ask me anything. The three friends. Wow. Yeah, um, I don't have many friends. Uh, actually, I realized that I don't have many friends. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I've been yeah in all these situations. If I'm the most lucky person in the world because I had those friends at the good moment. Awesome. So these three words also uh, kind of means the three qualities a friend should have, right? So these are the three yeah, qualities. I, I believe so. I mean, friendship is. Uh, it's also a question of relation. So, and in a relation, it's like in a love relation, it can be going down, up, up. There is one constant. They will stay your friend, you know? They will stay whatever happened. It can be done. One of these friends, I mean, I didn't speak before that. I didn't speak for two years with him, you know? Oh. I didn't think, but he was there when he, I needed the most. He was the one who said, I didn't know Come, li- come live in my in my living room, and you don't pay, you save money. You know, fascinating. That's, a couple- That's what friendship is all about. Wow, you you know you're setting examples. This is like yeah. the real life situation. We talk about she's my best friend, he's my best friend, and at the worst time, we are not even discussing it with them. You know, yeah. you guys and I completely think that this generation does not have those values, those kind of relationship as you guys had at your, you know, era. So that is also one thing too. Or maybe there are a few things that we are missing. Uh, today's generation, they are more like, I want to look good in front of people. I want yeah. to have the most popular friend as mine. Because people will think that, oh, I'm so posh. But that is not mm-hmm. how it is, you know. <laughs> there is something I learned in all this. And, and after that, with uh, also the success I got after, is that... Um, I, I always say it's funny. I don't have ego. I don't. I don't care. Uh, I don't care what people think. Uh, I, I have my way, and uh, and this way showed me already that it was a good way with people. So I don't pay attention what people think anymore. I don't have ego. I, I just do my best, you know. Wow. So I. I, I, I I think to you, I was saying already um, that, uh, for example, at a conference, um, you always fear that there is nobody or or people leaving the room. I'm lucky; not a lot of people leave the room uh, when I speak. But um, I always say to myself before I say whatever happened, if only one person get out of your conference and apply one little trick that you just say at the conference on the speech you win, you change the world. So that makes me so happy. So I don't need 10 person or 20 person or 100 people to say, you were grateful. And I, and I always say that when people say, send me on LinkedIn, contact me, I was at your speech, it was amazing. And I said, you know what? Thank you very much for your good work, but do me a favor. Try one thing that I said at the conference and be successful with this and you will make my day. Awesome. So that's, that's an attribute of a good speaker. You're not just mm. speaking to, get, to earn money yeah. or to become popular in front of 100 people. You actually want to make a difference, like at least in yes. one life. Yeah. Once, yeah. I always say, I want to change the world. And if changing the world is allowing someone to, one person to, to change something in his world, then I change the world, I will. I'm happy. 
yo you are doing a lot for the world <laughs> okay so now you know from having everything to having nothing and then again rebuilding yourself and achieving success what do you think people should be thankful for you know or like even the struggle situation do you think that that, that day at you know that day when you were kind of ending your life was that important for you to become what you are today or if that situation uh, yeah i will be really honest with you i never expect to be at this i never expected to um to be at the level i am um never i never worked really to cons- with this plan you know everybody say you need to have a goal you need to 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 achieve this goal never did that I never planned anything like this. Um, as I say, I become an entrepreneur and founder of my company because people were asking and I had to find a way to, to do this. Um, I was feeling really good if I would be a good employee also. It doesn't matter. Um, there is little thing that uh, changed, but it came really little by little, not something that was really planned. Um, uh, I, and and again it's it's always in the mindset and philosophy um i, I remember i saw a speech from uh, matthew mcconaughey um and um people were asking me what is your goal and he was saying that you know my goal is to live tomorrow you know <laughs> my goal is to enjoy the life and yeah but more precisely and I, you could feel he was feeling like not really comfortable with this and he said something amazing and this this was really the i would say the it was really like you know when people say you need to make a goal and to fix it to to achieve it um it became my goal and he said well you know to be really honest with you um my goals are going to be looking stupid for you but you want goals i gave you goals and i said first i want to be a good husband because i have a life i have a wife and i want to be a good husband second i want to be a good father and third i want to enjoy every single day minute i have in in this world because life is beautiful you know and i'm a lucky because i'm an actor and uh, so i wish everybody can do but even if you don't have money you know those three goals you can achieve it only depends on you only depends on you nobody can take that from you you know and yeah i mean when i see this this interview i was like man that's the thing and since that i, I continue with this those three goals i want to go, be a good father i want to be a good husband and i want to enjoy my life and believe me when you think you wake up with this every morning life is much better <laughs> today in you know the millennials the people get up with only one purpose how do i make money how do i do the sales how do i get into you know all it's all about money it's all about being better than your competitor it's all about being the best and these three values are somewhere diluted in all of this chaos try try to be the best on those three values and you will see everything will be will come naturally 
Perfect. All the rest will come naturally. But those are the, the three values that is the most difficult to be the best. Definitely. And you who do not want to be an entrepreneur is like, what? what? <laughs> Till now, are you really, really, it's like, I do it. But uh, yeah, it's not, it's not what I like the most. You know? But I do it and I feel responsible for the people who work for me. Um, I don't want to do that full-time. That's why I have a full-time job uh, also as contractor. So it's my, I'm putting, I, I'm selling my service to a company who hired me to, to do what I'm doing good, you know, uh, being the connector that, uh, on my LinkedIn profile, it's like connecting, connecti- connecting people, you know. Uh, and it, it, it say a lot, you know, connecting people, <laughs> people sales, it can be to make an introduction, it can be, so yeah, it's really, yeah, because I don't want to be full-time, non-stop working on my own company. I need to feel useful for other people. Um, you know, uh, what is your biggest career achievement and what is your biggest personal achievement after that phase in your life? Um, my biggest, I, I will, uh, it's simple. My biggest uh, um, career achievement is to become popular and to be successful in an area that nothing was bringing me there in the IT. No technical background. In a country where I don't speak any language, uh, uh, the, the language, uh, it, with no knowledge of what, whatsoever, uh, how works a computer or an app. So that's a really good, a big achievement. I don't think that anybody else in the world has achieved this in the IT industry. Um, and and also you mentioned about this career is that people ask you to test features on their, you know, tell me something more about that. Right, right, right. No, uh, I have many, many companies like SaaS or like, um, and mainly regarding sales. Um, who contact me now to, to say, hey, we are going to launch a, a product on you on, uh, about it's a tool for LinkedIn, it's a tool for Facebook, it's a tool for social media, mostly around this. Um, um, can you test it for us uh, and give us your feedback? You know, I have many, yeah. Uh, I have also many startups who ask me for advice uh, on pitching, on uh, being brand build their brand on, on social media and totally different they, they come to me because i have a totally different uh, method that typical digital agency you know uh where they they use tricks tools and so like that where i i'm teaching them how to give this impression to be real you know for the people who are watching them how people can identify themselves to them not because they have the best product, whatever. Nobody buy your best product, you know. Unless you are Apple, I mean, nobody buy your product. Uh, people buy. I'm trying to explain to them: you need to make the people buy you before your startup, before your product. If people just see your your startups, the name of your startups, they don't know you. But if they see you in front. And they feel they are connected with you, they will buy your startup, uh, from your startup. Makes sense. So it's totally a different. So this is an achievement. Uh, uh, another professional, I don't have one or two, uh, another achievement for really for someone shy like me 
who could expect me to be in front of uh, an audience and speak? And and after that, I have people saying it was amazing. Thank you very much, and so on. I mean, whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever. And on a professional point, uh, on a private point of view, um, my achievement is that yeah, in a complicated family life, I have two two little girls living in Tokyo, um, and I see them only one month a year. I. I succeed to be a good father uh, with, you know, when there is a, a spread of the, the, the family, usually the, the children lost contact with one of the parents a little bit. And here I succeed to, to have not me calling them all the time to have a relation, but them calling me all the time wow. to, to tell me their, about their life, to explain what happened and stuff like that. And uh, and to feel that I'm super dad when I, I'm 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 with them. So this, in a private point of view, it's uh, it's amazing feeling uh, to to be even at ten twelve thousand kilometer, to feel that you are still the dad, you know. Um, and I have a, I have my wife now, and uh, and I have a, a baby. Uh, so I'm, I'm I'm again father, uh, one year old, one year and a half now, baby. So when you almost fifty, it's it's again a challenge. Um, but for me, the challenge for not meeting the baby, uh, I know how oh, it works. I have two already. I have two. But uh, the challenge was uh, how can I make everybody feel comfortable in this complex situation of family, and everybody love each other. So uh, it works really good. So it's also a private achievement. Yeah. And you will see. My my goals and it's not about the money. It's about being happy for you. Yeah, it's about being happy. And of course, there is bad moment. There is good moment. There is like everybody moment where money comes uh, on the table. You know, um, it was not easy every time, uh, but. Does it change really much the relation we have with the people? Not really, you know, not really. That's my opinion, not really. Wow, awesome. I don't want this conversation to end. <laughs> I want to keep talking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, uh, there's, yeah. So do you think that whatever, there's a contribution of you coming from a lower middle-class family to what you are today? Do you think that that helps you or aligns with what hap- what has happened with you today or what how what what kind of personality you became today? Again, I, I've been lucky in my life because really young I went to uh, another a totally different country with a different culture, uh, which was Japan and Tokyo, and um, I learned so much at really young stage uh, about work, you know. When you start, when you work 16 hours and then you sleep only two hours and seven days a week, then you earn a lot of money. I mean, there is different way you can take, but um, but it, you, anyway, you, you you learn so much at that at that age. When you're young, you learn so much. When you are like obliged to work like this, um, but you can go. I, I realized I could go totally the opposite way and go crazy and. Uh, 
be uh, stuck up with the money and uh, with for like having photo with uh, actors and stuff like that. Again, the personality, my parents always, because they were in this situation, they said there is nothing in life that comes naturally, you need to work for it, you know? And I know it's, it's really cliche, uh, but that's life. I mean, you don't get anything for nothing. You need to work. Makes sense. And even, you can analyze all the successful people, they're all like hard worker. They all are, are hard worker. People ask me like, how do you handle this? You know, family, two girls in Tokyo, your family here, your work, have three, two, three different activity at the same time. How do you handle this? But you say, I work. You know, I work, I don't. Yeah, and I watch Netflix like everybody. I love football. Um, and I can stay and, and I love to do, you know, this natural position in front of TV, the, what I call the vegetable position, when you lay down on your sofa and you watch TV, but you don't really, really realize what on TV, you just like watching TV. Um, I love this position like everybody, but at one moment, what makes a difference is what, okay. How many hours you work still today? Like even today, how many hours are you working? Um, I wake up every day at six o'clock in the morning mm. and, um, yeah, it's usual to finish work at uh, 12. Uh, afternoon 12. Yes. I mean, <gasps> nine time. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm focused every, every, all the time, uh, mostly with this COVID situation, working from home with a baby, it's not easy, you know? Uh, baby needs attention um but yeah that's almost my schedule um do i feel bad no do i feel i have a bad life no do i do i feel i cannot achieve my three goals not at all uh so i feel comfortable wow awesome awesome do i believe that everybody has to do that not at all everybody <laughs> has to find Everybody has to find its own rhythm. Not everybody wants to have to be successful. Everybody, some other people have other rules. I respect all this. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, a, I, I, will, I will never say follow my example. Follow it if you want, but I, I totally respect if you don't follow it. It's your life, it's not mine. It won't change Beautiful. anything from me. Beautiful. So uh, before we go, the last question i definitely don't want this conversation to end but <laughs> i don't want you to block me forever also <laughs> so so what are the three most uh, what's the takeaway from this conversation you know the, the top three uh, takeaways from this conversation at least or from life whatever according so to if I, if I want to be a baton or cliche, I will say everything is possible and uh, it's only depending on you. And uh, the third one, I will say, uh, work hard, you know. But it's not me, again, it's not me. And, and I will say there is, I will say, watch this interview, watch this, uh, watch it again and take it, take what is good for you not because I say it, not because it's like super important, 
or because he worked for me, I just say, watch it, listen, and take it, take what is for you inside it. And if you don't find something good for you inside, perfect. If you find something good inside, take it. If you need help on this, you can always contact me and, and ask me. I mean, I'll be open. Of course, I don't answer, uh, I don't answer quickly because I have 600 meals uh, not open yet. <laughs> uh, and uh, probably 300 messages and <laughs> stuff like that. But um, yeah, if you contact me and say, hey, Manuel, I saw your, your interview with Ria and uh, it was good and uh, but uh, could you dedicate me five, 10 minutes and I will find time for you and um, I will reply to you. I will reply. So I won't say, I will say, yeah, but two, work hard. Everything is possible. It all depends on you. Everybody will say that to you. And, uh, but that's not me. So I will say, take what is good for you inside this interview. You need help? Never, never hesitate to ask help. That's it. If you don't ask help, then you never know if someone will help you. And when you ask help, ask help knowing the limit of the person. Don't ask for everything. Ask care about the limit of a person because if he helps you, he is giving you a favor. You know? So don't don't contact someone because he says, I will help you and ask him everything, you know. Ask him. And you will be so much appreciated by this person because you will show that you need help, you ask something, but you are well aware of the limits of this person. Uh, and then, then bu- building a relationship on this, it's, it's much more easy. Awesome. Wow, super. Well, awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I think uh, that's it. For this interview, I would love to stay connected. I still feel blessed to send you a connection request and you accepting it and having an introductory call with me. Like, I, I, I am so blessed. I think this is a great sign for me that this podcast is going to be a hit. <laughs> well, just let me know when, it, when it's out. And uh, yeah, people who want to say it, just you can put my details. Uh, mostly on link- LinkedIn because I'm I'm 24 hours a day living on LinkedIn uh, more than email. Um, if you go see my one of my last posts, uh, there is a, a, a print screen of my LinkedIn uh, on my iPhone uh, uh, first yes. page. Yes, and there and there, there is someone who come in and say, "Man, I could not live with uh, so much notification." <laughs> <laughs> on your phone how do you do that you know <laughs> that's also a part of managing <laughs> uh, so yes linkedin it's easy if i say if you contact me on linkedin please introduce yourself uh, in the connection uh, request a little word guys i mean you don't social media if you have to take something about social media from uh, this on on uh, on, um, on this uh, on this call um, just when you contact someone on social media, it, it's not because it's social media that you have to change the, the way to contact people or to speak with people. You don't go on the street and shake the hand of someone you don't know without saying anything. You know? So on social media, you don't do that also. 
So what are your, this, 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 I'm sorry, this made me ask you one more question. What are the three tips on uh, how to get great sales on social media? You know, it's very easy when you're talking to a person because you can see me, I can see you. But in social mm-hmm. media, it's different. How do you build that trust with your audience, according to you? So first, your profile has to be reliable. You need to have a good profile. I mean, invest in this. I don't understand why people, they don't invest in help or ask help to build a, a, a nice social media profile. It's natural. We're going to see that first, you know. We see the photo first. I mean, on any social media, the first thing you you see is the photo. If you don't like the photo, you're not going to go talk with this person, right? Then when when you contact someone on social media, hello, my name is blah blah blah. Even if it's Batu, hello, I would love to connect with you because blah blah blah. If the guy doesn't connect with you, that means he's not interested. So. There is millions of people on, on social media. But say, doing something like this, introduce me a little bit, telling why you want to contact him, or just say, I would love to connect with you if you are open to it. You know, giving the, cha- the, the, the opportunity to do it, it changed completely the, the, the first relation. Uh, and then, please, 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 don't try to sell after the connection right away. <laughs> Don't do that. Makes sense. Definitely makes sense. <laughs> but what if people say that, don't try to fool around, just come on point. Say, what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Me, it's easy. Connection requests, now it's getting better. So, uh, for example, LinkedIn, I accept, for example. And uh, usually I ask, what is the reason, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm nice, you know, I'm a nice guy. Someone wants to connect with me. I don't know really why, but I'm asking, what is the reason? I mean, is there something I can do for you? You will see 80% that never reply to this. So why the fuck do they want to connect with me, you know? But uh, if someone right away pitch me, you know what? I don't pay attention to the pitch. I right away, I respond saying, hey, thank you. Uh, are you interested? Uh, do you need a web hosting or servers? Or I, I pitch them right away. You know what? The funny part, I already sell like this. People just send me a, a sales pitch and then I just don't pay attention to the sales pitch and I ask them if they need my service. And you know what? <laughs> it works. So, so now I'm doing that all the time. When someone don't, don't build relationship, why should I build relationship? Why should I not do like them? You know? Makes sense. And I got some customer like this. It works. It works. Wow. The person sends you a sales pitch and the best answer you could give is sending another sales pitch. (laughs) I mean, why I should be different, you know? Perfect. Makes sense. Now I understand. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing tip. This is amazing. Yes, so Manuel, uh, anything else you would like to share? Well, I will, I will, I will say I'm super honored to, to, that you asked me for the, this podcast um, because um, it's not something natural for me to, to do it. Um, the fact that also people ask me for podcasts is also something that I feel, I feel blessed and I feel I'm on, on a good way. 
um, on a good way. And um, yeah, your area is not really my my region, but um, it, it, it's a region that is really important. Uh, so I'm 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 really happy to, that uh, in this region someone asked me to to share my my experience. So I will say first thank you to you. No and yes, if uh, when this postcard go out and people want to connect with me, remember my little tips about how to connect with me, and um, happy to discuss with everybody. You know, that's awesome. And Manuel, uh, and I, I, if I, you I, pitch me, I will pitch you back. <laughs> <laughs> Be aware of this. You got it. So Manuel, uh, thank you so much for taking your valuable time out. We have been together like for ninety minutes now, and. This conversation was so powerful. Trust me, if anybody is watching it, it covers all areas of your life, friendship, money, wife, everything. So I really hope people watch. I really hope people listen to it and drive some value and they connect with you. And if there's anything, they connect with you directly. I'm so happy to have you here. I would love to have you again with some different topics. But thank you. <laughs> if you feel there is another topic, you can you can call me. No problem. Definitely. I mean, this was like best ninety minutes of my life. Trust me, it's so brainstorming. <laughs> I'm 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 really happy, and that's that's really what I, I I really try to do in every single relationship I have. Oh, no, um, yeah, contact communication. I I want to make the feel uh, people feel good. I feel awesome. I feel awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. I really hope you got some value out of this. Love you all and stay tuned for our next show. Bye-bye.